Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stack the Pads podcast, brought to you by Colonial Sports Network, where you can get all the latest uh, Colonial Sports updates, opinions, features, and more, all on the Colonial Sports Network website. That's ColonialSportsNetwork.com. That's where you can find this podcast and the bu- and a bunch of other episodes. But again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Stack the Pads podcast. My name is Samuel Goldberg. I'm joined alongside by my partner in crime, as always, Cameron Macariola. Cam, it was an interesting week or weekend, I should say, for Robert Morris hockey. Yeah, it was a really, really fun weekend. I got to uh, watch slash work three of the four of the games, got sent home to do other duties with volleyball. But it was a fun weekend for the Colonials. Really tough opponents and some really, I said it like three times already, fun games to watch. <laughs> I love hockey. I mean, no, yeah, yeah hockey's a wonderful hockey sport. Is back. Hockey <laughs> is so back. It's part of the reason why I decided to return here for my fifth I, year. I mean, you, you got, they got some ranked opponents this weekend, some teams that were receiving votes, and they played good. Yeah. They, they My biggest... By the end, I'll probably repeat this at least one other time this episode. This program does not look like a program that just got brought back a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It, it it looked like it's just been here. Yeah, not not there is there has been small bumps in the road, but that and that's but expected. Those, but those bumps in the roads are teams that you would expect are you you played Mercyhurst and unfortunately lost a three to one lead. But those are bumps in the roads that you would expect, like top, top of the league, not projected tenth teams in the Atlantic Hockey to do. And then for women's hockey, oh my gosh, back to back weeks with <laughs> ranked opponents and grueling schedule. Not, not too bad of performances. Minus twenty minutes in the Princeton game for like that, that's it's tape you're going to study. And the Clarkson game. I mean, granted, Clarkson's. Clarkson. Clarkson's ranked seventh in the country. <laughs> they, can, they controlled the puck most of the game, but still, at the same time, it was tied up until, like, for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. So, as we are talking about the Clarkson score, let's go ahead and break a, the first game down. Uh, it, I was actually on the call for this one with uh, Nathan Breisinger. I was on color. Nate was on uh, play-by-play. It was a 6-1 loss. Five. Wait, what? Five to one. Why does that? Do you have a different score? You know what? It says six to one on the score on the athletic page. I'm looking at the athletic page. Yeah, look at the five? look at the athletic like look the at schedule? the schedule. Look at the oh. schedule. It says six to one. It does. That's what the score was. It was six to one, not five to one. I see on the box score though five. That's one, weird. One, two, three, four, five. It's five. <laughs> well, <laughs> I really thought it was six to one. I think it was five. Because I see five goal scorers. If it said six and had six goal scorers, I'm going to go by by the box score. Actually, you can view the PDF. Yeah. Wait a minute. The way. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Utter, utter confusion. Welcome to the confusion that. Uh, okay. Let's let's. They have five on the PD. Okay, all right. So it was a five to one loss. Yes. According to the PDF and, and the, the box, box recap, we are going to ignore board. what the schedule says. So it was a five to one Colonials loss 
in in this one. And for the first period, Robert Morris played Clarkson well. Yeah. You kind of figured Clarkson was going to dominate time of possession, shots on goal. Robert Morris held their own in the first period. They gave up a they gave up an early goal to Andrakowski. But besides led that, te- led, she led the team in goal scoring and she's currently leading the team again this year. And besides that, it was a solid first period. Yeah. And there there's just it's Clarkson. I mean, it's the seventh yeah. ranked team in the nation. You, there's you, you, you just can't you can't do anything about that. You look at that, I mean, granted, they controlled most of the possession. Colonial's only getting seven shots, not nearly as much possession as the second period, but I mean, number seven team in the team, you make one mistake, they're going to capitalize it. If you look at it, Colonial's only made one mistake against the yeah. no, as a brand new program. Like, it, exactly. Remade, not brand new, but rebuilt. And the second period, the Colonials tied, tied it, up. it up. Yeah. They tied it up to the ranked seventh team in the country. A little wraparound behind the net by Through Elena the Petro. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Got the puck deep below the goal line and then worked worked along the boards. It came out, and Elena Petro skates in around the right side, comes out, throws it on net on the backhand, finds its way through. <laughs> the One of the three shots on net for that period. And it, it's, it, it's tough to control the puck against ranked seventh in the nation. Yeah. And then Robert Morris just kind of caught themselves in a couple of mistakes, and then obviously they capitalized. Yeah, it, it's just bound to ha- bound and to happen. It was it was three to one until a late power play goal and a shorthanded empty netter goal. I mean, the the time was seventeen twenty seven when Antrakowski, who is a dominant player, made it three to one in favor of the Golden Knights, and then. Until the power play goal early on in the third period, and then it was four to one, and then a late empty netter goal. And the Colonials' penalty kill only allowed one goal. Yeah, out of six attempts, took a lot of penalties. They, yeah, I mean, granted, that's going to happen and, when <laughs> when time of possession is just always in your zone, and you get tired. And, I, it's it's tough. And. <laughs> The one penalty they scored on. Oh wait, never mind. I was about to say something hockey unrelated. Well, you go and look at this. Four shots on the power. I was about to say their penalty was sh- only a minute forty six short. But when you score, the penalty's done. I I, I remembered that. That's how hockey works. Indeed. <laughs> Where to use your brain, kid? <laughs> I only played the sport for what twelve years, thirteen years. Ah. What I do you know? know. <laughs> that's why I'm not D1. That's no, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so again, there's a lot of positives to take away from this game. Like, I'm gonna just say it. Screw what the score says. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, held the ranked seventh team in the country to one power play goal out of six attempts. The power play. <coughs> excuse me. Obviously. Not gonna, not gonna be the greatest. It, it's a tough opponent that's played. While the Colonials, they haven't played, and this is their, this was their fifth game back. Yeah, 
like since 2020. Since, yes, 21. like 21. So there's going to be some struggles. Yeah. So I, so <laughs> I was just I was just a little bit. I don't. I don't know. There's so many positives to take away from this that uh, I was kind of surprised that head coach Logan Biddle didn't speak to the media afterwards. I, I guess. I guess first year head coach. It's a bit, you know, frustrating to lose like that. But I mean, yeah, you, just just me being a positive person though, like there's a ton of positives to take away from yeah, this match. I mean, it would have been frustrating trying to trying to develop some plays or something and just nothing going right. Just I mean, you take a look, 13 uh 14 shots on net through the entire game while on the other side Emma Gorski 49 saves. Yeah, um, she was they, just they hit, Unbelievable! They hit over a hundred shot attempts, I believe. Yeah, um, it was. It was. Uh, oh no! It's a. Uh, wait a minute. Where is it? Uh, it. I don't think they put the stat. Step. Yeah. It, on yeah. The stats. It was. It was. They put shots on goal. Yeah. In the total in the stats, but total shots. It was a hundred and seven total shots. Yeah. But again, it. it there's not a whole lot that you can do. Being at your fifth game back is a program. Yeah, I think, and and then that was that was Friday's game. Saturday's game. Let's let's talk about that one. Yeah, let's let's do it. That, that game was uh, it was a thriller, really. It, it really was, was. It was shocking. Um, two to one victory for the Golden Knights, but the Colonials held them for most of the game, like. Um, this, this day they, uh, took a little more, uh, penalties, eight penalties, which doubled the, uh, goals for the Golden Knights as the two goals that were scored in the game came on the power play. Uh, the Colonials were physical that day. Yeah. They, they did not give Clarkson any, any room and, um, you can't check, but there were some, they let them know they were there. <laughs> yeah. And again, 2 to 1 final score. Yeah. I mean, Elena Giampietro with another backhand goal late in the game to make it 2 to 1 and then uh That's that's how close they would get but a great performance by the team. Again, one nothing one nothing first period, nothing nothing second period. I mean, the Colonials played like they've been back for years. I yeah. I mean, they they really turn the ta- they really turn the clock back against uh, Clarkson in their second game. I mean, granted they were both losses, but still grueling part of your schedule. I mean, my goodness, you play ranked seventeenth Princeton, who was ranked seventeenth at the time, and you play ranked seventh Clarkson. That's a tough part of your schedule, and no, to, on no, the no, lose no. two to one, yeah. In your second game, that right there is incredible. Two for eight on the power play for Clarkson. The penalty kill again, doing its job. Yeah, and, and then, that's against the ECAC team. When they head into conference play, this team's going to look really good after facing some of their opponent, some of their non-conference opponents. I mean, the ECAC is one of the more premier leagues in. Division one hockey. They played Union College early on earlier on in the season and upset them in overtime. They played Clarkson really close in their second game. They're playing really good hockey against high level competition. 
just six games back. Yeah, and um, take a look at this. Elena, uh, I want to shout out Elena Gianpietro. Uh, her two goals on the weekend takes home CHA Rookie of the Week. Um, leads the CHA in goals and assists and points for rookies. Second on the team and in points. And also, too, this game was a lot better than the first one, only allowing 36 shots on goal. The Colonials blocked a ton of shots as well in this series, too. Yeah. It means they're getting in front of shooters. They know where the point of attack is coming from. If anything, this series against Clarkson immensely helps your defense. Yeah, and you, uh, talking about uh, goaltending for the Colonials, Maggie Hatch came into the game 34 total saves for her, and <laughs> they were not easy saves. There were like four breakaways at a time. Um, I saw Women's Hockey reposted a save of hers on the breakaway, and uh, I'm happy I got to be able to work the camera and capture that. Um, that video was my shot of it, but man, what a save. I thought it was in at the time, because if you see it, the forehand, backhand move, and just found a way to make the save. Yeah, and that's just an testament too that this team has goaltending depth. Yeah. Which is huge, especially heading into conference play, which is where they're going to find themselves this weekend. This weekend, they're going to travel up to Erie, Pennsylvania. When they as they take two, as they will take a two-game series to Mercyhurst. As we get a look at the history between these two programs, as soon as my computer loads, which computer is going to load first? Let's I see. don't know. It's going to be it's going to be a load it. off. I got so it. So I'm in. I'm in as well. So 1950 and five all time, a very rich history between Robert Morris and Mercyhurst. The last time these two teams played was March 5th. It is the 2020-2021 season at Erie, in Erie, PA, Erie Assurance Arena. They're calling it a neutral site. Was that the playoff? I believe yeah, that was that the playoffs, was the playoff yeah. Game. That was it a was playoff a game. It was OT 3-2 winner. Yeah, that was the second to last game for the Colonials. And that, that game would send them to <laughs> the NCAA tournament when they ultimately were beaten by Northeastern. In the first round of the NCAA tournament. But the Colonials have won three out of their last four against Mercyhurst. Now, you can't put a whole lot into that because it is a pretty brand new squad for Robert Morris. But still, two, some of the same players. Yeah, still, some of the same players, are granted, are still on Mercyhurst. So, you still can factor that a little bit. Yeah, taking, taking a look at uh, Mercyhurst's, like, their history... Um, pretty storied history for being in the CHA. Um, national champion runner-ups um, in early 2000s. I've, I don't know the year off the top of my head. But um, good. I love myself a good rivalry. And uh, being the – this is the one conference with all three uh, Pennsylvania hockey teams in it. So it's good to see some I-79 rivalry. Um Mercyhurst just finished ahead of them in the preseason polls for the CHA second. 
uh, in the CHA championships last year. So uh, I think we're in store for a really good matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, player to watch for me in this contest, I look at Elena Giampietro yet again to continue her goal streak in this one on a two-game goal streak as she had two goals in the Clarkson series. Look for her to be a dangerous weapon for the Colonials as she's really solidified herself as probably one of the better skaters on this team. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Morgan Giannone. Uh, held off the score sheet against Clarkson, but still leads the team in uh, goals. So we'll see if she can find the back of the net against Conference Foe. Yeah, Giannone and Giampietro actually tie for the lead in goals for Robert Morris at four apiece. Not too far behind is Janelle Evans with three and Madison Primu with two. Also some statistics as well. Assists, Morgan Gioni has six assists. Katrina, or Katrina, Catriona uh, Crayer has four assists. Janelle Evans has four assists. And Elena Giampietro, four assists. Excuse, excuse me for the mispronunciation. But moving to the other side of the ice, we look at the men's side as soon as my computer loads here. <clears throat> the men's team coming off of a, again, another ranked, or excuse me, not ranked, a team receiving votes in Holy Cross swept, who uh, swept UConn. Number 20. Number 20, uh, which was rather surprising to say the least. But again, too, the men's team, one, two, and two overall on the season. Again, they've played some tough competition as well and have played rather well. Yeah. Holy Cross, uh, four and coming in, or three and coming into this game, four and Uh, yeah, really tough opponent. Didn't know what to expect for this game, and um, unfortunately, uh, cutting the program came back to uh, hurt the Colonials in this one as former Colonial Matt Guerrera would score two goals for Holy Cross to win the game. Yeah, it was kind of a it, it it was a not I wouldn't say a revenge game by any means. It was more of just a hey, you shouldn't have cut the programs here. <laughs> I I like this is what I could have done for you guys had I'd still been here. Yeah. And you know, Guerrero was he was a solid player for the Colonials when he was here. And 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 I'm glad I'm glad to see him having success with a really solid team in Holy Cross. And I mean, even for Robert Morris, Tanner Klimke getting on the score sheet. The Colonials had a ton of scoring chances was, in this game. Yeah, I think um, the story of this game would be the power play. Uh, I mean, you take a look at this. The Colonials, a defensively sound team. Uh not giving up many goals on their own ice, uh, but it came down to power play. Colonials 0 for 6 on the power play while uh, a late head contact major kind of uh, sealed the deal for Holy Cross as they would go 5 on 4 and score uh, with just 40 seconds remaining in the game. Yeah, that hit to the head 5-minute uh, major was 
I would argue was one of the main turning points in that contest. I mean, granted, the Colonials had some incredible scoring chances on the power play, but once that five-minute major hit, it, it it was pretty much it was pretty much a momentum shifter in this contest. And it was uh, it was called by one of Holy Cross's challenge. Um, one of the newer rules to college hockey, uh, you can challenge for missed calls now. Um, we had to go back. Uh, I was working this game in the truck. We were looking for that replay. We had to go pretty far back to find it because um, we were so confused what happened. There was an icing call, and then every all the play just stopped, and Holy Cross was challenging the play, and we were confused on what happened. And then we found the, the video of the hit, and it was pretty uh, – uh, pretty high hit. Uh, left the left a good mark on the Holy Cross player's face, but uh, I think he would uh end that game with a smile. By the way, it ended. Um, yeah, and then the empty netter goal for the um Crusaders. A little bit of a controversy in this one. Late goal, just 15 seconds remaining to close out this game. Still on that five minute major penalty. Um. Coach Schooley believed that the player batted it down from the bench, and then they would just go down, dump it, and then it bounced out for an easy tap-in goal. They would challenge it, but um, could not find anything on that challenge, so the goal would stand in 3-1 final. Yeah, and and again, it's a tough opponent in Holy Cross. They just came off of sweeping number 20 UConn, so it, it's going to be tough. But moving into the second game, this is by far game of the year for Robert Morris. I'm so mad I couldn't make it. I got sent <sighs> to volleyball. <laughs> I I mean, my goodness. I was I was at a bowling tournament in, in uh, Ohio, but I was able to watch the game on the bus, ride back. This by far is game of the year for Robert Morris. I would argue game of the year so far across NCAA. This, uh, this, I, I mean, so far, there hasn't been a lot of play. This game found Robert Morris down 3 nothing midway through the second. And they crawled all the way back. To, to to knot things up at three. The power play prevailed in this one for Robert Morris. Cam, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, another game where uh, special teams would make their mark in this one. Colonials, two for six on the power play. Uh, those power play chances got the, uh, got the uh, comeback rolling. I mean, Tanner Klimke scored the first goal in the second period to start that comeback, but... Two uh two power play goals in the third period just fought their way back while uh, Holy Cross two for nine on the power play. A lot of chances given to them. Yeah, this game too was one of the chippiest games as well that I have watched so far. I mean, you the Colonials got two game misconducts. There was contact to the head on Holy Cross. This game was intense. And 
This game would end up in overtime, go to a shootout, and the Colonials would get the extra point, and they would win the shootout against Holy Cross. I mean... How about the goaltending <laughs> this game? You look yeah. at this. Chad Veltry, 46 saves. While on the other side, 16 saves for Jason Grande. I mean, Chad Veltry has absolutely solidified that he is the number one goaltender this season. I mean, he has just been an unreal pickup from Niagara. Wow. I, I mean, he he has been head on a swivel all over the place. Watching him now makes me realize why Niagara pulled off that upset against yeah. Army in oh, 2021. Yeah. I mean, Veltri has just been incredible because again there was a lot of question marks going into the season who's going to be the number one goaltender who's gonna how's the power play gonna do how's the penalty kill gonna do penalty kill did excellent this game going seven for nine on attempts I mean granted chippy game nine penalties not what you want to see throughout the course of a game but still for Robert Morris to have to kill off seven of those penalties, that's massive. That really kept them in the game to ultimately get that extra point. Yeah, I mean, what what else could you ask for besides some overtime? Um, another weird thing where it's a tie, but they win in a shootout. I don't understand that nonsense. Just give them the win. <laughs> so. We continue now into their schedule here for this upcoming weekend in which they have another tough conference opponent <coughs> Excuse me, in Bentley. Taking a look at the history for Robert Morris against Bentley. It's been in favor of Robert Morris. 19 wins, 16 losses, and 4 ties. The last matchup. Coming back on November 16th, 2019. It was an away game. It was a 4-2 victory for Robert Morris. The Colonials have been winners of the last six matches against Bentley. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Bentley's a good team. I'm trying to pull up their record, but my computer is not loading. But um, from what I've seen, Bentley's been a really good opponent this year. Um, I'm excited to see this more more Clearview Arena hockey for uh, NCAA hockey. What else can you ask for? So just ga gathering a quick synopsis of Bentley's uh, schedule so far. They are 2-2 two and two on the season. They have yet to play a conference game. They're on a two-game win streak after they swept Stonehill. Uh, they outscored Stonehill six games to one. Before that... They have losses at Northeastern and a loss in OT to Boston University. So this will be <laughs> the the number one team to start. The, <laughs> what a way to start your year. You yeah, hey, guess what? You get to face the number one team in the nation. <laughs> hey, I mean the number one team in the nation's on RMU schedule down the road. We'll, yeah. We'll hit that eventually. So for Bentley, they come Boston in, University. Wait, yeah. Oh wait, that's the they one play, schedule. Yeah, they the men's team plays Minnesota down the line. Yeah. Uh, but we will break that down a little bit later. You have to tune in every week to see when we're gonna break that down. You you got time. <laughs> you got time to sit and relax and wait until that episode. But nonetheless, again, Stonehill or not Stonehill, Bentley comes into this one two and two overall. 
They have 10 goals in their four games. You know, they've scored on the power play three times out of the 20 power play attempts that they have had. So with 10 goals on the year, their leading goal scorer and player to watch for Bentley is Colby Amici with two goals. They have a bunch of other goal scorers as well who just have one goal to their name as well. Um, for the Colonials, my player to watch in this series has to be Chad Veltri. I mean, I was, he, I was I was hoping you would pick someone he, else so I could easily <laughs> pick him. All right, so I will let you go with Chad Veltri. Uh, for me, oh well, I was already looking for a new guy and I got a new guy. All right, so I will say Chad Veltri. Uh, Veltri has just been absolutely incredible for the Colonials uh, since since deciding to come here. Uh, I feel like he'll be a big part in potentially deciding if the Colonials win or lose in this series against Bentley. So, again, look for Chad Veltry to have a, a couple big games here against Bentley. I got McKay Hayes. Uh, I like he, it. <laughs> he, I liked watching him up in Mercyhurst. Drive to the dirty areas. Not afraid to get hit um, to make the play. Um, so, that that's going to be my player to watch. You got, you got to get those dirty goals. And uh, I believe McKay Hayes is that man to go. Go into those areas to find a way. Mm -hmm. While the Colonials have five games played so far, uh, one thing I definitely want to see for this team is one, just one person doesn't have to be any specific player, just one person to just really step up and take command and be that either a main goal scorer or main assist person. Because I mean, right now it's coming from a little bit of everywhere, which is great. But one, but if you have one main person that's an attacking threat. It opens up the ice a whole lot more. Yeah, um, pretty, pretty good defensive play for the Colonials. Um, the you would want to see some of these the offense generate a little more. Um, not a lot going on for them. A lot of power play opportunities and goals, but um, I completely agree with you that that top goal score would come in handy real nice. To, to go with s solid goaltending and defense. So, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for us here. Can the Colonials find themselves a main goal scorer and and surprise and take control of the series against Bentley? We will have the recap of that series on next week's episode. Be on the lookout for that on ColonialSportsNetwork.com. We hope for Cameron McCarliola. My name has been Samuel Goldberg. We hope you have a great. Rest of your day, night, or evening, wherever you are listening.